change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Now, this is an interesting topic. I know I'm pretty certain I say that every episode, so I'm probably biased at this point. But this is a perspective and a mindset framework that I was given, God, it must have been 15 years ago now, that really influenced the way I live on a daily basis in my personal life, but also my professional life. The reason I say that is because Sometimes it's the simplest concepts that we're given that can have the deepest impact. And this is one of those things. It was said to me by a mentor of mine about 15 years ago, either choose your challenges or they will choose you. Now, it's a little Confucius-like. I get that. It can sound a little cryptic almost. But there's also a lot of simplicity in that statement. And for me... This whole concept of we either choose our challenges or they choose us gives us a reframe on basically how we get to live our lives, what we get to do next. And most importantly, it puts the power of the influence in our hands. Because if we stop and look around and look at most people out in the world, and probably people you know very close to you, you will find that they're dealing with challenges that have chosen them, meaning... These are issues that are being thrown their way because they're not tackling challenges that they want to be tackling. And this is the difference. One of the things that longtime mentor of mine, John Demartini, talks about is living by design or by default. So by living by default, typically you're just accepting whatever comes your way. You're not really considering all the different things that you may actually want for yourself in your life. And so therefore, you're living by default, whatever the default settings are for a standard life for you. And you're not really questioning those quote unquote default settings around the life that you're currently living. Whereas if you're living by design, you're designing your life. You're the one who's actually being the architect, the creator, or the author, if you like, of all the different aspects of your life that you're trying to create. And so if we take that larger concept and then apply it specifically to the challenges in our lives, what I see with great consistency is that most people are not choosing their challenges. They're just dealing with whatever challenges are coming their way, thinking, well, this is what I've got to deal with. So what can we do to change the way we experience the challenges in our life? Well, firstly, and most crucially, I think, is that we need to understand that we can never escape challenges. That's just a fundamental rule in existence. In fact, I've forgotten who it was that said this, and I wish I could remember so I could credit them. But they said, if you ever wake up without a problem in your life, you better drop down to your hands and knees and pray that you're not dead. And I know that sounds a little morbid and a little dramatic, but the reality is, 
None of us have ever lived a life where we've been without challenge. The challenge just takes on a new form or it takes on a new aspect of our life. So when we feel like we solve a challenge over here, we experience one in another area of our life. And then we solve that one and then we find another area in our life. This is something that a lot of my entrepreneurial and executive clients of mine who they wrestle with this in their own businesses. They're spending a lot of time putting out fires in one area and then chasing out another fire somewhere else. And then just as they put that one out, it starts somewhere else in the company. And the moment I give them this reframe of basically explaining to them that you will never escape challenges in the business and there will always be an issue, they start to take the pressure off trying to put out all the fires and ensure that there's never going to be a fire. They just start embracing that there are going to be challenges no matter what we do. So the best thing that we can do is embrace it and develop a different attitude towards having challenges and then having an approach or a strategy where we solve problems, but we're not ever going to be problem-free. What that does is it almost creates a relief for everybody whenever they start realizing that they're never going to escape challenge. Which then creates another question off the back of that, which is, if we can never escape challenges, then why don't we start picking the challenges we want to tackle? Like, it's not something we're ever going to get away from. So we may as well be the one who decides what those challenges are. Which, again, it puts the power in your hands. It gives you the freedom to decide what you're going to do next. So for me, whenever I'm with a client or even in my own life, if I start seeing that there's a bunch of different challenges cropping up in my life in different areas, the first thing I'll look at is what challenges am I not actively or consciously intending to create and tackle? And usually what I find is wherever there's challenges that are showing up in my life, it's because I'm not actually doing anything in that particular area of my life where I'm tackling a challenge I want to. For example, in my career, in my work, being a mindset coach, I spend a lot of time solving problems for people. In fact, most of the time I'm hearing about problems. And very rarely am I hearing about wins or successes from clients because, quite frankly, I'm the guy in their life that is solving, that's there to solve problems for them. And yes, clients do report back their successes and wins and they share those things with me because they're encouraged by the results they're getting. But usually the people that hear about the wins and successes in their life are the people that are close to them. And I'm the fix-it guy, which is just comes with the role. And it's I'm fine with that. I knew that coming into this work. So it's not something I'm particularly salty about. I just understand that that's what comes with the responsibility of it. So... For me, I'm never escaping challenge in my work. In fact, every day I'm dealing with challenges. I never know what I'm going to get on the other end of the phone when I pick up a, uh, my phone and call a client. I don't know what they're going to bring to me saying, I need help with this. And that's part of the challenge of the work. But that's a challenge I'm choosing. That's something I'm consciously choosing, that I'm picking for my life, for my career, because that's a challenge that inspires me. That's something that I want to go after in my life. And so I hear from a lot of people going, I don't know how you deal with other people's shit. Like, I've got enough of my own in my own life. Why would I then want to go 
and help other people with their stuff? And the honest answer to that question is, I love what I do. It's difficult. There's no question about it. There's a lot of difficulty that comes with this work. And a lot of challenges and sometimes adversity. But for me, that gets me up in the morning. And I'm not some kind of sycophant where I get off on pain and things like that. But I actually genuinely love the challenges of, of this kind of work. And ultimately, if I didn't have bills to pay and uh, obligations to worry about financially, I would probably do this for free. I would get up in the morning and see who's wrestling with what and how can I help them. So this is a challenge that I'm choosing to pick for myself. When there was a point in my life where I wasn't actively asking myself, what do I want? What challenges would I love to tackle? I was not missing challenges in my life. There were plenty at the time that were just coming in different directions from all different places that I didn't want them to come from because I wasn't actively choosing the challenges I wanted to tackle. So in those situations, in my past, what was happening was my challenges were choosing me. They're like, if you're not going to prioritize and start picking challenges that you want to tackle, let me just give you some because you need challenge in your life to grow. And so because I wasn't the one who was authoring those challenges or pursuing those challenges with intention, I was just given whatever was coming through by default as opposed to by design. And this is the difference between a, a victim mentality and somebody who's empowering themselves. I know the victim mentality phrase is really popular at the moment. But in my opinion, a victim mentality is basically someone who feels like they're being trapped by the reality that life is happening to them. Now, that happens when you're not choosing your challenges and challenges are just being thrown at you. And the reason that that's happening is for you to eventually get to a point where you get so frustrated by everything you're experiencing and so overwhelmed that you eventually go, what is it that I want here? What do I actually want? And why is this happening? And how can I start creating the things that I want? Because this whole situation right now feels really shit. So if I'm going to experience difficulty and pain, how about I go and create it intentionally in an area or in a direction that I actually want to create it? Because then I'm more likely to want to rise to the occasion and tackle those challenges. And the reality is, if you stop and look throughout your life, throughout your past, up until the very present moment, you will find that there have been challenges in your life that are really difficult, that seem almost insurmountable. But you've thrown yourself at them with enthusiasm because of how inspired you were by those challenges. So you know what it's like to have those experiences. So why not start consciously doing that? in a more consistent and intentional way. So you can either feel like a victim of your circumstances, which is accepting all the default challenges that are being thrown at your way, or you can start changing those settings in your life, right? You get to start creating a completely different experience where you're the one choosing the challenges. And this concept of having difficulty in our lives or having these default settings, most people don't actually stop like it even happens with your phone, right? Most people don't stop and go through the default settings saying, are these settings that I want for myself? So the same happens in people's lives. Everyone's just accepting whatever the default settings were that was the result of their childhood, 
the result of the way they were raised, the way they were taught through their education process, or the people around them, the experiences they had in their early years of their professional life. And they just look at the entire situation and go, that's the default settings and you know, that's the way it is. But you don't realize that you actually have the ability to change all the settings as you choose to suit what makes most sense for you. And you can do that in an inspired way. So why not? Let this be the prompt for you to go through the settings of your life and start changing them, customizing them, making it suitable and aligned for you. Now, here's the trick with dealing with challenges, difficulty and adversity, from a mindset perspective, at least. And that is, if you're dealing with the challenges that have chosen you, you see them as challenges, you see them as problems and difficulties. But if you start intentionally pursuing challenges that are difficult, but challenges that you care about, that you're inspired by, then you'll stop seeing them as problems. You'll stop seeing them as challenges. You'll stop seeing them as difficulties. You'll just see them as goals or intentions or targets that you're working towards. Things that have some degree of fulfillment or meaning in your life. And so the label for you will change because typically when people are tackling issues that they actually care about, that they love, that they're inspired by, they don't call them challenges. They don't call them difficulties or problems. They call them targets. They also call them goals or milestones. These are things that they actually want to go after. Some people even call them a mission or a purpose. So I encourage you to start looking at the various areas of your life. You can go through, there's a, depending on who you ask, there's a different amount of areas in your life. Some people say there's seven, some people say there's 10. But if you look at all the general areas of your life, your work, family life, your social life, your physical well-being, your business or your career, and look at all the different challenges that you're facing in these different areas. And you'll find that there's probably an area that you are choosing challenges, maybe unconsciously, but you're still choosing them. And then there are other areas that you're choosing to not choose, if that makes sense. You've got no challenges that you're intentionally tackling, but you're dealing with a shitstorm of difficulty there by default. So start doing the assessment of all these different areas of your life of where you are creating challenges for yourself or you are tackling challenges that inspire you and areas that you're not and start introducing difficulties where you want them to be. In every area of my life, I have difficulty, I have challenges, but I do my best to tackle challenges in each area that I actually care about. So that way, I'm the one that's dictating that area of my life rather than it being dictated for me. And this isn't an issue of control. I'm not worried about other people taking control, but I'd rather be the one who designs my life. Otherwise, other people will be the ones who design it for me with their issues and their challenges and inserting their agendas into my own life. But that only happens if there's room for them to do that. So if you're setting the agenda for all the different areas of your life, and you're the one who's setting the intention of the challenges you want to tackle, there's no room for anyone else to do so. So you're kind of like suffocating the room for other people's input there on things that actually matter to you. Now, there's something else I want to throw in here that I think is important to address because it's a bit of a subtlety, but it makes 
an interesting difference to people's lives. And that is when people are hiding from choosing the challenges they want to tackle. Basically playing small, intentionally. And the reason people do that is because of fear of failure, fear of experiencing disappointment, or the mindset of, well, if in doubt, why should I bother? Like if it's not going to work, it hasn't worked in the past, why should I bother trying to do something in that area? But that's an intentional small life that you're living in out of fear or guilt or shame. And while you think you're protecting yourself from the emotions of disappointment, the emotions of fear, the emotions of anger and frustration, you're not. Because by living in a small life on a daily basis, you're experiencing those emotions constantly. You're experiencing the disappointment of not actually going after the thing you would love to go after, tackling the problem you would like to create or tackle. You're experiencing frustration that other people around you are doing well or they're making progress in their life, but you're not. You experience the fear of your life not changing and things staying stagnant. So the reality is, in your attempt to try and protect yourself by playing small, you're actually creating the very pain that you're trying to avoid You're just living it on a daily basis, but in a small life. So if, let's just say hypothetically, if you're going to experience disappointment in either situation, in the small life or in a life that is more aligned and has you pursuing something you actually care about, which life would you rather live? If in both situations you're going to experience disappointment, fear, shame and guilt and every other possible emotion you could possibly think of, Why not go for the life that you actually care about? Because then you get to the end of your life and you're not living with regret, looking back going, I lived a small life because I was scared. Because I was scared of experiencing these full range of emotions. But at the end of your life, you will do that assessment of your small life and find that you still experience those emotions anyway. So why not go and experience those emotions, but in pursuit of a life that you actually care about? one that you're designing for yourself, one that you create for yourself. Because I assure you, for everyone that I've met that I've either helped start designing their own life or were already doing that before I met, in every instance, their experience of fulfillment increases significantly when they start doing things that they actually care about, that they're designing for themselves. And they typically learn a lot more about themselves in the process of doing that. In fact, I encourage you to go and listen to or watch the episode of the podcast where I talk about goal setting, because there's a lot of value in that that relates to this particular topic. So it's highly valuable for you to start creating challenges for yourself or tackling challenges that inspire you that have some kind of meaning in your life. Otherwise, you run the risk of living a small life that wasn't designed by you. A life that was the default settings given to you. And you deserve more than that, in my opinion. In fact, I know you deserve more than that. It's not just an opinion. I know it. So, and if you're here listening to this, or watching this particular episode, 
or any of my podcast episodes, then you're the kind of person that knows that there's more to life. Even if you don't know what that more is, you know that there is more and that you deserve more and that it's got to be out there for you. So let this be a note of encouragement and a prompt for you to start tackling challenges you actually care about. Because I promise you, you will get to the end of your life looking back, even if you didn't overcome those challenges, even if you didn't get very far, you will be grateful to yourself today that what you did in your attempt to try and tackle those challenges means that you didn't live a life filled with regret. So I hope that you start tackling challenges that you're inspired by. I hope you start creating an intention of going out and doing things that you actually care about because we've only got a limited amount of time here. So we may as well make it count and make it something that we care about. Customize those default settings. Make your life yours, nobody else's. So I hope this episode was helpful. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe or you follow as we keep dropping new episodes with more insights and I keep sharing a lot of different things that I'm learning from clients in my calls, but then also things that I'm learning in my own life too. And I'll give those to you to the best of my ability to help you along your path to start experiencing more fulfillment and navigating your mindset. That's it from me. I'm Giorgio Genis, founder of the Genius Institute. You know where to find me. Follow me on Instagram. Send us an email. Reach out. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.